another episode of the find me in seattle podcast it is a little late today i'm beating the sun everything is going crazy right now i'm trying to beat the natural light here for the people watching video because uh, my ceiling fan is broken so i know about in 30 minutes i'm not gonna have any more light here on the show and it's just been a crazy week here at my home with amanda we have a very disgusting infestation with clothing moths who uh, find those deep dark corners in your closet they find all those clothes uh, especially here during summer they find all those winter jackets that we're not using and they don't get touched for months and yeah they wrecked havoc on all of our clothes and it's just been a mess for the last four days amanda has uh, painstakingly washed every little bit of clothing that we have in our apartment and uh, for the people watching you can see all of these bags what had happened is we pretty much washed every single thing uh, including drying our shoes once it got out of the washer and we knew that they were clean we put them in these airtight bags a lot of clothes and blankets and jackets uh, did not make the cut and we unfortunately weren't even able to donate them because they're infested and we don't want to pass that on to someone else but it was been a very very frustrating week for us and so uh today we had an exterminator come into our apartment and we had to be out of our apartment for over two hours and we have two cats and so that means we had to put the cats in the crate which is never a fun time and go and uh amanda had an appointment and i just sat in the car for two hours with my cats in the crates and uh yeah it really threw off my day i was supposed to feature a local coffee business today and uh, thankfully, they are flexible and like, hey, can I come in on Monday? So I'll catch up with them on Monday. Uh, and then I had a phone call. I had a client meeting. And they're all like, uh, we're stacking up on each other. I had a very busy Friday on top of doing the show. And then we threw in the exterminator and having to be outside of my apartment for two hours. So that is why the podcast is getting published a little late today. But I'm happy to uh, be consistent with publishing this every Friday. And I appreciate you for being here on the show. So uh, let's jump into it. First segment of every show is always this week in Seattle news. And so uh, it was a very eventful week here uh, politically because a lot was going on. So uh, first, beginning of the week, welcome to our anarchist jurisdiction. Uh, we are officially an anarchist city based off the quote from Attorney General William Barr, who deemed Seattle, Portland, and New York City uh, anarchist jurisdiction. And he said uh, that the CHOP, which happened three months ago, I should add, was, quote, the entire city, or CHOP was pushing the entire city into, uh, I misquoted this thing, in uh, the entire city into anarchy, a city of anarchy. And it was like, that was three months ago that CHOP happened. CHOP has not happened for a while and it's like, you know how many picnics that I have done in the last three months? I don't think you can go on picnics, sit out and buy a park and enjoy your dinner when your city is full on anarchy. And so that's just like the ridiculousness of uh, how the media is portraying everything that's going on and all the craziness and the mayhem and also just um, politicians taking advantage of the situation and the narrative that's going on here. It's crazy to live here. And get calls from 
friends and family in California and Idaho uh, and around the country. And they're calling, like, making sure I'm okay and I'm safe and everything. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm going on a picnic tonight, you guys. It is really not that scary. Um, and we aren't in anarchy. Yes, there there's protests going on, rightfully so, understandably so. And we're in a pandemic. And so this should be happening, right? This, this you know, Seattle is notorious for protests. And we've had... Uh, over the decades, some very famous protests, uh, whether it's through labor or uh, we even had our own when it was the Occupy movement and then uh, the World Trade, not the World Trade Center, but uh, WTO, World Trade Organization. We had a big one back in the early 2000s. Um, so this is just what we do in Seattle. And <laughs> for it being politicized and deemed an anarchist city, just what a... Uh, uh, what my my dad would say, a hunk of baloney, because it really is. Uh, but protests heated up this week, and uh, that was following the uh, decision from a grand jury in Louisville uh, to not charge the police officers who killed Breonna Taylor. Um, and so all over the country, we've been seeing protests. We obviously had our own here in Seattle. And on Wednesday night, there were 13 arrests. There was a clash between police officers and protesters at East Precinct. That's kind of been ground zero for the protest. And it was very interesting. And I wanted to bring that up here on the show because I saw two videos. And whatever side you're supporting, if you're supporting a side, uh, this specifically was on Twitter. There was two videos getting showed that are polar opposite messages. And I thought it was very interesting. And I wanted to point it out and not just talk about one, but talk about both of them. So uh, first video is a, all the bike cops are rolling away. And there's a guy, a protester who's laying on the ground. He has a helmet on, uh, but a bike cop literally rides over the guy's head. Um, or it was like the neck and over the helmet and just like speed bumps them and goes right over him. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that a cop would just do that um, carelessly. Right. And just run over this person because he uh, decided to lay in the middle of the street as maybe to block the police officers. Um, and so you can have your own opinions about him laying in front of a bike, uh, but a, a police officer should not be doing that. In, no matter what the circumstances are, like they are here to protect the people, even though there is a clash happening, uh, you, running someone over is just absolutely uncalled for. So all of the um, anti-police messages that were out were showing this video. But then I saw another video and it was happening right around the same area. And there was a police officer who fell off his bike and then a guy throws a cone at him and it kind of like starts to get surrounded. So the cop gets up really quick and he sprays his pepper spray to like keep people away. And with his back turned and he has a helmet on, I should put that on a guy with a baseball bat, um, like an aluminum bat comes up behind him, full home run swing hits the cop right in the back of the head with the bat. And you can hear it like a like ding, like off of his helmet, uh, which those helmets definitely work because that could have killed a normal person. Um, but he kind of just like just flinches the guy who swung the bat actually like stumbles and falls over. Um, and the cop kind of gets out of there. Uh, but that was a really scary video also to see because, um, a police officer, oh, yes, they are in a tough situation. Um, that's an intense, scary environment to be in. And to get hit with 
in the back of the head with a bat um that's a scary deadly weapon to be getting hit with so to have these two contrasting videos really um was very interesting to see i'm glad i saw both of them uh, but it just really reveals how deep the problems are that are going on here how uh how much lack of communication between uh both sides of the stands are and i mean we just want justice though that's really what it keeps coming back down to is uh people innocent people are killed by the people that are paid by with tax, taxpayer dollars to protect them and that's just not fair and it's not right and that's why these people are out here protesting and rightfully so because that is not what america is about the the people who are in power and are, are enforcing the laws should be enforcing the laws, but uh, not unwillingly, or unwilling is not the right word, but they shouldn't just be killing innocent people, right? They shouldn't be killing people at all um, unless their life like is truly in danger. But it's just um, heartbreaking and sickening to see these videos coming out over and over again of innocent people being murdered by the hands of police officers. It's just not right. And there's a reason why millions of people are out protesting. Uh, but it's clear because off the other video, it's clear that it's a dangerous position for police officers to be out um, while also the protests are happening. And it's just a really, really ugly mix right now of things that's happening. And I hope we can get to a position where we're having discussions about this like what really are the solutions that we need to come to that i don't feel like we're getting uh moving forward and having discussions but i'm 10 minutes in the show and all we've been talking about is that and uh if you want to hear more about topics like this i have started a show with my friend mr well traveled the show is called community is a verb the show is for allies and activists and advocates uh, to talk about action, right? How are we taking action in our lives to create the world that is better, the world that we want to see? Uh, so if you're interested in, in hearing more about this, topics like this, the previous episode, we talked about voter suppression. We're recording a new episode this Sunday, and we're talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We're obviously going to talk about Breonna Taylor. Uh, and we got a bunch of other topics, uh, and we're going to have our first guest on the show. So if you're interested in what I've been talking about for the last eight minutes, Please go check out Community is a Verb on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google, all those fun places. Let's get back to the news. Um, related to Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter mural that was in Capitol Hill um, is going to get recreated and sealed properly. Um, and they're trying to recruit all those, those artists. So I think that's going to be really cool to kind of get a permanent stay for that art. Uh, the Seattle City Council also vetoed to override Mayor Jenny Durkin's veto on legislation to defund SPD. So if you're interested in that, Seattle Met and the Evergrey have an abbreviated timeline of all the events uh, starting with the first protest on May 30th and back and forth between city council. But it looks like um, the proposal that the council put forward, I think I covered that in the show about a month ago, uh, and then Mayor Durkin vetoed, they overrode that. So that is now moving forward. And this weekend, we have coming up the Seahawks. It's like back 
full sports all of a sudden again. I remember that time where we had no sports, uh, but the Seahawks are playing the Dallas Cowboys. The Seattle Storm are in game three of the semifinals of the playoffs. They're playing Minnesota. I believe if they win, they're going to go to the finals. And then uh, the Mariners, who not as many people are. I, I saw this article. I was listing all those sports, and the Mariners were completely left off. They are not making the playoffs, but they do have some games against the A's this weekend. And then the Sounders are playing the LA Galaxy. Uh, this is the game that I'm most focused on. That is on Sunday evening. And that is it for the news here this week in Seattle. Thank you very much for uh, getting me through. And I know I went off on a little tangent there, uh, but some of these things got to be talked about, right? That's what we're here to do. And that's uh, hopefully why you're listening. All right. More important, not more importantly, but a consistent segment here on the show is my featured meal of the week. And I had this meal last night at a ballad restaurant called Brimmer and Heel Tap. And it was in support of what I promoted last week, Dining Out for Life, uh, which goes to support the Chicken Soup Brigade by Lifelong. And Brimmer and Heel Tap and Ballard, it was great to go dinner, one of the better to go dinners that I've had. Uh, but before we talk about the food, I was curious about what the name Brimmer and Heel Tap was. So, Brimmer is a cup or glass so full that its contents touch the brim, right? That's a Brimmer. Uh, right. I always say that when, when you see that glass, it's our, I always say it's 101% full. And then the heel tap is the amount of liquor left at the bottom of a glass after drinking. I think that's really, uh, a fun play on words there to have the full glass and the empty glass. And, uh, yeah, you have a glass, a brimmer. No, that half glass full and empty isn't going to work. My bad, you guys. Uh, but so the meal of the week at brimmer and heel tap, this is what I ate. Uh, so first started off with an heirloom tomato salad, which had house ricotta, basil, balsamic, lemon, extra virgin olive oil, and croutons in it. And that was a very, very good start. The I don't know where they get their tomatoes, but they seemed very, very fresh. I love that part. They had the confit chicken, which were drumsticks with the salsa verde shaved zucchini salad on it, uh, which were also very good. Uh, it must have been the salsa verde. It had a unique smell, and maybe I was blending it with all the other ones. Uh, but I almost want to say it was like mint. And it was very pungent. And then we had Tuscan pork ribs that are have a stone fruit glaze. Those peeled right off the bone. Those are absolutely delicious. And uh, it's weird to say, but I had one of the most amazing slices of bread I've ever had in Seattle. And I call it a slice of bread. And it's definitely not a slice. I mean, it's easily three inches thick, maybe like four or five inches long. I thought it was two slices of bread when I got it. And I pulled out the whole thing and it was a thick cut of toast uh, and layer of butter on the bottom. And they put salt and pepper on it. And uh, I've never said this before, but it was definitely the best slice of bread I've had at any restaurant here in Seattle. And uh, one more thing that I want to point out when I visited Brimmer and Heel Tap, they have over tens of thousands of pennies that line the floor. They call it the penny room. And it's just like a really cool uh, design aspect that they put into this restaurant. And I just thought it was awesome. It's a really unique place. Can't believe I've been sleeping on this place for so long, but absolutely delicious. Brimmer and Heel Tap, you are my feature meal of the week and you are delicious. Thank you very much. And thank you for participating in Dining Out for Life. I thought that was so cool. And when I saw that, saw you on the list, I was like, that's the place I want to go eat. I wanted to go eat there for a long time. And they lived up to the hype.
All right, so my feature business of the week is a little weird, and there's kind of we're, we're going to go on a little bit of journey here, right? So the feature business of the week is this unique text publication called The Nudge. So The Nudge, what they do is they send out a text message with like ideas and itineraries for things to do in the city. And whatever's going on that week, like the text that I got today or yesterday was like, hey, it finally started raining. Here's something that you can do to avoid the rain. When the smoke was going on, they're very conscious about things uh, to avoid going out in the smoke. So they're very much on tap of what's going on, what's happening in the city and what's going on and things that you can plan uh, with friends around that. And it was really cool. So last weekend, I was featured on a text message, and they shared this do-it-yourself mochi kit that I got from the Work Seattle, and I promoted a couple weeks ago. And I got the text message from them, and it's me like working on the mochi kit with all the details. And uh, hopefully that helped the Work Seattle sell a couple mochi kits. Uh, but it was really cool just to see it on, on see my face come through on this random text message that I got. And I had a friend, uh, thank you, Nicole, for uh, sharing that just I, I think people were surprised when they saw my face on this text message, too, if they're a subscriber. Uh, but I've been collaborating with them because I want to do a story and have them feature a way to support the AV. Because with COVID-19 and the effect that that's having on the University of Washington, AV is really getting hit hard because there's so many less students here on campus. So many people aren't here. The families aren't visiting. There's no football games. So that part of the city is really taking a big hit right now. And those businesses already didn't do all that well because it's supported by broke college students, right? So there's a very unique niche. And so Amanda and I headed out to the AV because I wanted to plan like a date theme for this text message to help support the AV. And uh, yeah, it was kind of a messy situation. Because first off, I wanted to start the, the date plan on the Ave at this rooftop bar called the Mountaineering Club. Uh, and I was there on a Monday, didn't do enough research. Uh, I was just looking up on the roof. I was like, oh, no one's there. It's probably not not too busy uh, on their outdoor patio. And it was some, a place that I felt more comfortable, A, because it's way up in the sky. And we're on the patio. So I was like, there's good circulation up there being outside. Uh, but they were closed on Mondays. So that was a really bad start to my adventure on the Ave. And then uh, I went to this bar. I wanted to go to this bar called Flowers. And Flowers is a very iconic spot there on the Ave. And it was just really busy, which was great. I'm glad there was a lot of people there supporting the business. And uh, the thing that I saw on the side in the windows, they had like $5 cocktails, like $5 margaritas, which is another great deal on the Ave. But it was just really busy. I think there was like one table open and I did not feel comfortable going into an indoor establishment that only had a front a, a front door open that was that busy, right? It just was like, ah, you know, nobody has masks on because they're eating or they're drinking. And so I just didn't really feel comfortable going in there. And I, I felt bad because I want to promote them, but I didn't end up going in there either. So then Amanda and I, right, you're starting to like, oh, this is not going the way that it expected. And so... We went to a place that I was I knew is very reliable. It was called Udon, and Udon is a uh, if you ever had Udon, uh, they're like a thicker noodle with a broth, and then uh, they you can put a bunch of toppings. They have ginger, and uh, I always get a uh, some type of protein on top of it. Absolutely delicious. I love this restaurant. It's also in Capitol Hill. If you're up in that area, <laughs> so Amanda and I were the only ones in the restaurant, which we feel a lot more comfortable with. 
and uh, we're sitting at this table right in the window and the spider drops down from the ceiling like right above amanda and uh she did not react well i did not react well um and it was just like we have the spider so then we had to move tables we had to have them come over and they had to squish the spider get the spider off the ceiling that was hanging and um sort of combine that spider situation that we had on monday and then we had the infestation that i talked about earlier it's just been a very buggy week and uh those did not pair well together uh but you don uh i'm not worried about spider spiders happen uh the food is so good i love that spot uh it's one of my favorite meals i haven't gotten them to go so i'm not sure what that's like like if you get it delivered uh but i felt comfortable going through getting in the assembly line getting the meal and i'm sure uh they kind of mix the broth and the noodles right there on spot so i'd assume if they deliver it it's actually separate and you put it all together and uh just like in a previous episode i talked about me reconciling with ramen to go i would assume udon is a very similar situation it was probably pretty good when it comes to eating it and making sure that they provide as good of a product as they can given that it was boxed up way before you actually got it and uh overall it was just like Oh man, this night is not going very well for us, but there was a sweet treat at the end that really uh, capped it all off and made us feel good. We went to Sweet Alchemy, which is across the street from Flowers, and uh, I've heard lots of different things. I didn't do enough research to present on the show, but I've heard wonderful things about the woman who owns Sweet Alchemy, and I know they also have a location in Ballard. I've eaten there before as well. Uh, they were doing a collaboration with Mighty O Donuts in Ballard, and I went there and got a donut ice cream sandwich, and that like blew my mind. Uh, but Sweet Alchemy on the Ave, uh, they just have this walk-up window now, right? There's no dine-in service. And the thing that I got was the Banana Nutella Crunch ice cream, and it was what dreams are absolutely made of. If you like banana, you'd absolutely love this. But the the Nutella Crunch was also a great twist. It was I finished the cup, uh, and and it's small batch ice cream, right? So the cup of ice cream did cost like six dollars, but it was worth every single penny. I finished it when I was at home, and I immediately wanted another one. Sweet Alchemy. I think they're going to become really well known in the city. It's just a absolutely delicious, um, handcrafted cup of ice cream and i loved it absolutely great and they definitely topped off this hectic trip with a sweet note and it was really nice just to like finish that way and have something really good and so normally this is the feature business of the week but i just kind of had to tell this story about uh trying to create this content for the nudge check out the nudge if you're interested in getting these text itineraries sent your way and uh also Thanks to you, Don, for being delicious. Sweet alchemy. Sorry I missed Mountaineering Club. I'll have to get back there. And uh, Flowers. I'll definitely go back and support Flowers. Uh, but maybe just in a time, I'll try to find uh, one of those off hours. So I personally feel a little bit more comfortable. But I'm glad to see that that place was busy. Those are the kind of places that need the support right now. They've been there for decades. So it's cool to see that there are people out there still supporting. But I'm still slowly moving into figuring out how to eat at restaurants during the pandemic and i'm i'm all about taking things to go but i wanted to get a picture of a cocktail while i was there and it just it just wasn't the right time the right fit but i certainly will be back to those places because i need to finish off this story and uh yeah that's my featured business of the week i guess it was lots of businesses an interesting story uh but thanks to all those people thank you for my meal of the week 
uh, there at Burma and Heeltap. What a delicious meal. That moved up really high on my list. And I'm excited to eat there again. All right. So that is the end of my segments here. I am going to, um, I guess, be logging off. I know I got that new episode of Community as Verb. Please check that out. Uh, you can see I've got a couple new shorts coming. I did a short little video on Anchorhead Coffee that came out this week. I know I have another one uh, coming out this weekend, and I'm blanking on the name. So check out my Instagram for the shorts. You can always find everything here on the podcast also for those watching everything's always on youtube i put all my videos up on youtube this podcast is up there on youtube so please go and subscribe there i would appreciate it a lot the youtube channel is really uh my focus at this point i know that's got the most longevity but the biggest thing about the youtube channel and why i'm begging you to go subscribe there and why that's super beneficial to me is i know that the content that i put there is actually the most beneficial to the restaurant because they can take that video and it's so much more shareable. Right? Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, they keep all the content for themselves. It's not easy to take that video and put it in their website. So I put it on, on YouTube because it integrates with search with Google. So if people search those businesses, uh, hopefully they'll see that video. The business can also take that video and put it on their website. So if they want to put it kind of in a testimonial page, they can also put it on the Google My Business page. So there's a lot more functionality there. So I'm really trying to put an effort into growing myself here on YouTube. And I really, really beg you, please go subscribe there. If you're on YouTube at all, I would deeply, deeply appreciate it. And uh, thank you very much for listening to the show. Again, this week is Friday, September 25th. Hope you're doing well. Make sure to wear your mask, wash your hands, be kind to everybody, especially the people serving you uh, in any capacity or helping you in any capacity. That will go a long way for all of us here in society. And I hope you do well. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening to me as always. And we'll see you next Friday. Bye.